I've become happy, joyous, and free, and I want to keep it that way. I have peace and serenity most of the time. I mean, shit still happens, and sometimes I get knocked off the rails a little bit, but it takes me so much less time to get back to stability because I have tools now, and I can actually prevent a lot of that shit from happening because of my tools. Also, because I make a lot of conscious contact with my higher power, I think that helps me to get back to stability pretty easily. And because I take really good care of my physical body, this vessel that I'm walking around in. I've heard people say recovery is the best paying part-time job I have ever had. And I 100% agree. That is my experience as well. Hi, I'm Barb Nangle. I want to welcome you to my podcast, Fragmented to Whole Life Lessons from 12-Step Recovery, where I help people heal their emotional, psychological, and spiritual wounds and make deep, lasting changes in their lives. I'm the founder and CEO of Higher Power Coaching and Consulting, LLC, where I coach people on how to develop healthy boundaries. On this podcast, I share my experience, strength, and hope from recovery. I don't support or endorse any particular 12-step recovery fellowship, and I don't claim to speak for any particular 12-step fellowship. I also don't believe that 12-step recovery is the only way to recover. You might need additional help. My hope is that you'll find my words concretely helpful in improving your life, whether you're in recovery or not. This is episode 173. Daily Success Habits to Keep You Happy, Joyous, and Free. I got the idea to do this podcast episode because I was listening to a business podcast where the woman talked about daily success habits for successful entrepreneurs, and I found it to be really helpful. I am always trying to get better and better as an entrepreneur, so I thought I'd share some of my foundational habits that I learned in recovery that helped me to stay happy, joyous, and free. I've had a number of times where people have asked me what I do on a daily basis from my recovery to hold on to it. I've also had a number of people ask me what questions are on my nightly inventory. So I know people are curious about these things, and I thought I'd give it a shot and share what works for me. Now, it doesn't mean this is going to work for you. You have to figure out for yourself your own constellation of daily habits. But there is one thing that I think is a must for everyone in recovery, and that is consistent conscious contact with your higher power. I'll go into what that means for me in a moment, which is a lot actually, but I want to let you know that I'm only going to cover three things that are foundational for me rather than bombarding you with a ridiculously long list. So my first daily habit is conscious contact with my higher power. My second one is to move my body. And the third one is to engage in some kind of activity that's related to recovery every day. So here's number one, what my conscious contact looks like. I do that in multiple ways every single day, multiple times a day. I have three prayers that I say first thing when I wake up, often before I even open my eyes. One is a Buddhist prayer that I learned years ago, and then there's the AA third step and seven step prayers. I also do the on awakening prayer from the AA big book every morning. 
I have three photos, which I will call celestial photos, that I look at each day. And I have specific prayers that I've kind of made up myself that go with those. And somehow looking at those makes me feel physically connected to the universe. I don't know how to explain it. It just does. I meditate for 15 minutes before I get out of bed every morning. I also have three to four daily readers that I read every morning. Two of them are from recovery. Uh, Then I have various affirmations that I say, and I also do some mindset journaling during this conscious contact time. What I do during that time is turn my will and my life over to God, and I let God know, listen, I need you to run the show, because when I was running the show, it didn't really work. I need to do the meditation for a variety of reasons. Meditation was one of those healthy habits that I tried many times before I got into recovery, and I just could never consistently do it. And it's one of the most important things you can do for your mental and physical health. Personally, my mind needs a vacation a couple of times a day. As my meditation teacher, Emily Fletcher from Ziva Meditation says, We don't meditate to get better at meditation. We meditate to get better at life. And I absolutely feel the difference in my life as a consistent meditator. And then the mindset journaling. I need to do that because my mind wants to tell me all kinds of bullshit. And I want to think on purpose about what's possible and all that sort of thing. I once heard someone say, I talk to myself more than I listen to myself. And this is a very important way that I do that. And then also because I'm in a food program and eat three meals and two snacks every day, I pray before every one of those meals and snacks. So that's more conscious contact. And I have a reminder on my phone to pray in the middle of the day. I also do a second 15-minute meditation sometime between lunch and dinner. And then when I go to bed, I do my nightly gratitude journaling and my nightly inventory. And sometimes at night, I do more mindset journaling. And then the nightly inventory includes recommendations from the AA Big Book, as well as recommendations from one of my recovery programs. And I also ask myself about some of my worst defects of character, like did those crop up today? And then because humility has been such a problem for me, I write out the statement, I am no better and no worse than anyone. I'm teachable. Because that for me is the best fitting definition of humility. And I need to be reminded of it every single day. After I do that, I ask myself, what was something loving I did for myself that day? That very frequently includes my physical care and meditation and yoga and that sort of thing. And then I also ask myself, what was something new that I did today? And it doesn't have to be brand new that I've never done before. It just needs to be something that I wouldn't or couldn't do before recovery so that I'm always keeping my focus on how far I've come. Recently, I was talking to my sweetheart about all these rituals, and I said to him, you know, the reason I do all this is so that I'm not a dick. 
I didn't know until recovery, but I was a dick a lot to people before recovery. I mean, I could see it pretty clearly now, but back then I thought it was all of you. And I'm really not like that anymore. My second daily habit to keep me happy, joyous, and free is that I move my body. I've heard a number of people say it like this recently, rather than using the word exercise, because a lot of us have baggage about what qualifies as exercise. Now, there are a variety of ways I make sure that I move every day. I have a short little yoga and chiropractic exercise routine that I do every morning and every night. I have a yoga mat right next to my bed so I don't forget and to make it as easy as possible for myself, which, by the way, is a fantastic habit to get into. Make good habits easy to do. I do yoga classes two times per week, and I do them with my sweetheart. We've been doing yoga together since the day of our very first date. We went to yoga together right after um, our coffee date, which we actually had planned before the coffee date. And it's a wonderful part of our relationship because it's a different way to connect. And it's also something that we share, and it helps us to both stay committed to doing yoga because we have someone like an accountability partner. I walk anywhere between five and seven days a week. When I work at home, which is most of the time, I use the Pomodoro technique to manage my time, which means I work in 25-minute segments and then I take five-minute breaks. And this has helped me enormously. I don't think that I have attention deficit disorder, but I am definitely like a recovering multitasker And it's really helped me to focus. And when I'm taking those breaks, I make it a point to go down the stairs and back up at least once during those breaks, because I want to make sure I'm moving my body very regularly. I've heard it said that sitting is the new smoking. Sitting on your ass all the time is just not good for you. We were not meant to be sedentary. So getting up at least a couple of times an hour to move and going down the stairs is really helpful, both for my physical body and for my brain. Another thing that I've tried a few times recently, and I really intend to keep doing it, is doing five jumping jacks during those breaks as well, just to get my body moving and the blood flowing. The physical energy generated when I exercise really makes a difference for me. The third daily habit that I use to keep me happy, joyous, and free is that I do something related to recovery every day. So it's actually multiple things that I do related to recovery every day, but it's a really important part of my life. I go to at least one meeting per week in each of my two fellowships. I have five sponsees, four from one fellowship and one from the other. I don't talk to all of them weekly, but most of them I do. I also have a sponsor and a fellow traveler. So I'm going through a recovery workbook with a fellow traveler and I talk to both of them every other week. So on one Sunday, I talk to my sponsor and the other Sunday, I talk with my fellow traveler. Some of the daily readers I use are recovery literature. And the reason I make sure to do something from recovery every single day is because of how deeply and profoundly recovery has altered my life. 
As you may know, I was in therapy for 37 years, almost continuously before recovery. And I also did just about every fucking self-help thing you could possibly imagine. And all of that shit was just like a scratch on the tip of the iceberg compared to recovery, which was like removing the iceberg for me. So I am in when it comes to recovery. It's really working for me. I've become happy, joyous, and free, and I want to keep it that way. I have peace and serenity most of the time. I mean, shit still happens, and sometimes I get knocked off the rails a little bit, but it takes me so much less time to get back to stability because I have tools now, and I can actually prevent a lot of that shit from happening because of my tools. Also, because I make a lot of conscious contact with my higher power, I think that helps me to get back to stability pretty easily. And because I take really good care of my physical body, this vessel that I'm walking around in. I've heard people say recovery is the best paying part-time job I have ever had. And I 100% agree. That is my experience as well. And I do think of it as a part-time job in terms of my level of commitment and the time I put into it. It's not that I think of it like a job because it's laborious or anything. I mean, I fucking love recovery, in case you can't tell. I could talk about it 24-7, which is why I have this podcast. To me, carrying the message of recovery to those who still suffer is a calling. I will never not do that. So. To recap, my three most important daily habits to stay happy, joyous, and free are consistent conscious contact with my higher power, moving my body, and something related to recovery every single day. Actually, it's multiple things related to recovery every single day. What we say in one of my programs is find someone who has what you want and ask how she or he got it. And that's what I did when I first got in. Actually, I still do. When there's someone whose recovery I admire or someone outside of recovery life whose life I admire, I want to find out what they're doing so that I can do that. So there's a little bit about what I do on a daily basis to stay happy, joyous, and free. If you're ready to finally have an enjoyable, relaxing summer doing things you really want to do, instead of always following other people's agendas, I have some openings for private clients right now. If you are really tired of saying yes to things you really don't want to do and being overly accommodating to others, this is for you. It's time to start accommodating yourself. Maybe you're dissatisfied with your relationships and overwhelmed with all kinds of difficult feelings because of your interactions with others. If you'd like to get your life in order before the summer hits, go to barbchat.net and sign up for a free 30-minute call with me about my private coaching so we can get started right away. That way, you'll be done by summer. This is for people who are finally ready to make deep, lasting changes in their relationship patterns, including their relationships with themselves, their partners, family, friends, and colleagues. Go to barbchat.net.
If you like this podcast, and I'm guessing you did or you wouldn't still be listening, then you're gonna love the other things I have to offer. If you'd love pre-release podcast scripts and episodes before anyone else gets them, or if you'd love access to content from my private vault that I developed exclusively for my private clients, which is like having a work session with me without me actually being there, go to patreon.com slash higher power coaching. There are three tiers ranging from as low as $4 up to $24 a month. You'll also love my weekly newsletter, Friday Fragments, which has content very similar to the podcast. You can check it out at fridayfragments.news. That's fridayfragments.news. Please like and subscribe to my podcast on your favorite podcast outlet. I'd also love it if you'd leave a review, which you can do either in the show notes or on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find my podcast so they can get the benefits you've gotten from listening. If someone came to mind when you listen to this particular episode, please share it with them. And my favorite place to hang out on social media is Instagram. I'm at Higher Power Coaching. Please DM me there. I'd love to hear what you got from this episode. I run group and private coaching programs on building healthy boundaries. Whether you need help with boundaries in your personal, professional, or romantic life, I can help. Head on over to barbchat.net where you can hop onto my calendar for a free 30-minute Better Boundaries consultation. My ideal client is someone who is ripe for change. If that's you, I would love to work with you. My goal with all my work is to help you make lasting changes in your life like I've made deep, lasting changes in my life. Remember, it's never too late to recover. No one is beyond hope and healing is possible. Thanks for listening.